0: One, two,
1: three, four, one, two.
0: Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, nineteen for me. Because I'm the tax man. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Bruce Mole from Commonwealth Magazine, and with me today is Eileen McEnany, president of the Massachusetts Taxpayers Foundation, and Alan Clayton Matthews, an associate professor at Northeastern University. The two of them are part of a group that works with state officials to develop revenue forecasts for Massachusetts, a process that has become increasingly difficult over the last year as revenue growth doesn't seem to be in sync with the state's surging economy. Between February and June, the end of the last fiscal year, state revenues fell more than $500 million short of forecasts, creating a major budget balancing headache for the Baker administration. The shortfall will probably be filled one way or another, but state officials are beginning to wonder what happened to their revenue forecasting system. Let me put it in perspective by reading from a report put out earlier this week by the Massachusetts Taxpayers Foundation. The magnitude of the shortfall is unprecedented, the report said. Not since fiscal year 2009, the height of the Great Recession, have collections over a five-month period slumped by so much and never in the midst of an economic recovery. The state's unemployment rate fell to 3.9% in August, the lowest level since 2001. But tax revenues don't seem to be keeping pace. What's going on, Eileen?
1: Well, Bruce, I I wish I had the answer to that and couldn't give it to you succinctly um, because it's stumping a lot of people who spend a lot of time looking at this. But I do think what you raised is an important issue and one we have to get a better sense of, and that is the fact that our revenues fell precipitously, right? We were doing well through January, and then all of a sudden it was, you know, like a a cliff, and our revenues um, went down. In February, they rebounded slightly in March, and then they've been down ever since. And so um, what is causing that phenomenon is something that we need to get our arms around. And what's interesting, this year, for the first time, uh, in between the consensus revenue hearings, the administration gathered the people that participate in that to look at revenue. So we did it in June, and we did it again in September. And the idea was to just trade notes to provide more recent data and to see if we could discern what was happening. And while we didn't come up with, you know, just a a magic issue, we are looking at that because it is unprecedented to have that revenue drop in the midst of a recovery. And it is important for everyone to remember, we are still in a recovery period. Alan, what's your take? Well, we know a
2: large part of the story is uh, what happened in the stock market and capital gains. So that was a big hit in the spring of uh, of this year, and uh, and that is probably going to continue for another year. We'll have because stock markets are not expected to to grow well in terms of value, uh, especially as the Fed begins raising interest rates. Uh, And then the other part of the story is more of a puzzle, and that's what's happening with other tax revenues like withholding revenues and sales tax revenues, which seem to be coming in more slowly than the department was expecting. And uh, I- I'm not uh, really worried about that yet. It's something to watch. Uh, the economy, although it's at 3.9 percent, and you think, well, when was it back at 3.9 percent at the height of the dot-com boom and in the miracle years of the 80s? But, uh, but times are different now. At, in, the, uh, in the dot-com boom, productivity was high. In this recovery, it's been very low, and it's expected to be low going into the future. That's going to hold down income growth and wage growth. Uh, back in the dot-com time and in the uh, miracle years, women, especially in the miracle year uh, era, women were entering the labor force in great numbers. And uh, fast labor force growth meant fast employment growth, meant fast income growth. Now we're seeing kind of the opposite of that. Women's labor force participation has peaked. The baby boomers are aging now and leaving the labor force. And so we have this puzzle as to why why our income-based revenues uh, revenues growing more slowly. And uh, it might have something to do with the demographics. I mean, for example, if if uh, highly paid, older workers are retiring and being replaced by young workers, uh, you know, out of college, uh, they're likely to be replaced with workers of uh, lower uh, incomes, uh, lower salaries that might be part of the explanation. There's some reason why this is happening, and that'll become evident.
1: Yeah, well, and it's interesting because we did a little analysis with respect to that because it does beg the question. So if withholding taxes are um, not up to projections, right, and the unemployment levels are low, you know, what's going on? And so we thought perhaps the jobs being created were lower-paying jobs, and we did look into that. And what we found is that 70% of the jobs that have been created in the last 18 months were in industries that pay above average wages. And so it wasn't necessarily an issue of lower-paying jobs. Um, Alan could be right as people retire and younger workers take their place that certainly their income may be less, right? So so that could be part of it. Um, but it isn't that it's all about we're creating lower-paying jobs because right. at least our analysis shows That isn't the case. And just a further point of clarification. So Alan had mentioned the stock market might be part of that. And I think what's important to realize is that there's a lag time, certainly. And so um, I think what he's referring to is the fact that estimated tax payments, so people that aren't paying, you know, wages, that they're paying um, through quarterly estimated payments, they have to provide, essentially, they have to pay the same amount of taxes they did the year before and then true up at a later date. And so you could see because of um, good stock market performance in 2014, that estimated payments in 2015, which actually impact the fiscal year 16, um, you know, budget, that they are actually the estimated payments were higher than they should have been. And so there's a higher number of refunds that are being paid out. And so that's part of it too. So,
0: When you folks get together with others like you and then officials that work for the state and you're trying to figure this out, does this create a lot of uncertainty in terms of, I would assume it creates some uncertainty about your forecasting because you might have been forecasting one way and there might be some demographic changes, as you mentioned, might be some changes, broader changes going on in the economy that could affect this. And
2: I'm just sort of curious. There's always uncertainty. Forecast, and uh, I think maybe, maybe surprisingly, the uh, the estimates that we were coming up with in those meetings were fairly consistent with one another, uh, maybe even closer than they have been for a long time. But you know what's left is is why. uh, But 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 we're all agreeing we're all agreeing that revenues are growing more slowly than they have been, and that was expected uh, several months ago. And so that that leaves the puzzle. Uh, you know because we don't know what's going on and we have some ideas and we, and we can find out uh, 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 we can look into those and we're looking at them now to, to find out what's going on but uh, just, just as revenues are growing more slowly than expected now it doesn't mean that they're going to continue growing more slowly than expected uh, as uh, employment increases and the unemployment rate falls employers are holding on to the workers they've got uh, at some point we're going to start to see wage rates uh, increasing for similar skilled workers. Now maybe we haven't seen that yet. maybe we have but it's been clouded by unexperienced workers replacing experienced workers it's it's hard to tell, but uh, but revenues could begin to grow. Uh, uh, back on what, what what expectations were in the near future, and another thing that's important to recognize here is uh, we're not thinking that we're uh, at the beginning of a recession here. Uh, this is slow growth, but it's been continual. There's there's nothing continuous uh, th- and steady. There's nothing on the horizon which expect w- which suggests that the U.S. or Massachusetts is about to enter a recession. We've got slow world economic growth, but we've had that for several years. Uh, we have uh, low rates of inflation, uh, still plenty of labor force capacity uh, if you look at the uh, underemployment figures. So that suggests there's still room for employment growth and income growth without inflationary pressures, and that means the Fed can uh,
1: can keep the economy rolling. And, and certainly um, I don't want to in any way... Insinuate that we think we're entering a recession. That's not what MTF does, and that's not um, what I'm suggesting now. But I I think we would strike a more cautionary note because, um, just given that it's been five months consistently where revenues have slowed, and in our mind, um, there's in, in the fact that we're the eighth year in an economic recovery and there's nothing on the horizon to indicate in the short term that there will be any significant changes in the economy. Um, I, I think for us, being cautious about revenues and perhaps rethinking and revising it would be prudent.
0: So in your report, Eileen, it was interesting that um, the administration sort of upped its revenue forecast for the past fiscal year. I think it was right about halfway through. They were looking at numbers and they thought, oh, things are looking good. And then all of a sudden, they didn't look good. So
2: was the Fed, too. Right. Okay. All right. right.
0: So so in other words, it, it came about pretty quickly. It did. Yeah. Okay. And But the other thing with your cautionary statements, the demographic change, Alan, that you're mm-hmm. talking about, I don't know that much about it, but it seems like that we're probably just starting a major demographic shift with a lot of older workers leaving the workforce. Yep. So that could be a long-term, if, if that's the partial explanation, that could be a long-term issue.
2: That could be a long-term drag on growth, uh, not a reversal of growth, but a drag on growth. And, um, you know, it's, uh, prod- there's no uh, pickup in productivity in sight right now either, and that's going to hold down income growth but on the other hand, in Massachusetts, we've had strong growth in technology and knowledge-based and science-based sectors uh, that may continue uh, to grow at at, at uh, faster-than-normal rates if we're attracting young workers here from other parts of the country. And, and, and there's some evidence that we are, and that will become more clear uh, in the future as well. So let me
0: ask you, two, the. I don't know much about it. I don't think the public knows much about this forecasting effort that you folks participate in with the state. So do you all do your own separate estimates and then get together and compare notes?
1: Well, we we all do do our own estimates, and then the purpose of the public hearing is for us to individually present those findings, and then it's the job of the Secretary of Administration and Finance and the Chairs of Ways and Means to decide of that range of projections, which one makes the most sense. And so they all agree on that, but we all present individually and we come up with our projections independently. And
2: and this is a good process. Having independent uh, forecasts uh, uh, means that you're more likely to find the the range that is likely to happen than if you rely on on one source for all your information. So we use different sources for for projections of the economy, and we use different methods. Uh, This process was started after the big revenue falls of the late 80s, Uh, and And since then, the state government has been uh, uh, doing this revenue estimation process every year, and, and sometimes more frequently when needed so I, I think it's a good process it's one that's going to help uh, pro- uh, help make budget projections more reliable and and uh, the the number of surprises and the size of the surprises fewer
0: well it's, that seems
2: to be generally. Now, I have some experience covering
0: state budgets, and there haven't been a lot of huge surprises. This period seems to be, to me, uh, people are scratching their heads a little bit because you look around, you see these buildings going up all over Boston. You think, wow, things are really going well. But as you say, the revenues don't seem to be in sync with that.
1: It feels different, certainly, this, this fiscal year. And what I would say is it's not unique to Massachusetts. A lot of other states have experienced the slowdown in revenues. And so I think what's going on is something broader and, and bigger than the Massachusetts economy per se. Yeah. And how, how
0: you said you met and you talked about it and didn't really reach a decisive conclusion about this or that, but had some ideas. Are you going to meet more to try and sort this out, or is this something that will just sort itself out on its own?
1: Well, we're invited by the Secretary of Administration and Finance and the Chairs of Ways and Means, and they certainly were receptive to the data that we had and the conversation that ensued. And my guess is that we probably will meet again, just um, given the uncertainty of the revenues.
0: So in a political sense, now I know this isn't your job, you're trying to estimate what will happen with the economy and revenues, but you could envision where the Baker administration would like the economy to be to be doing well, but forecasts of revenue to be low, and that would could be a way for them to drive down the size of state government if if, if they so chose. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but that may be something that they could push for. Is there are they when you come in with estimates? You said the last time it was all pretty close together, and that, do they re- usually just split the difference somewhere in the middle, or do they tend to go? Toward the low end of the estimate.
2: They, they it, sometimes the low end, sometimes the middle, sometimes it, it's, it's, it's uh, it, it, I mean, they have they have a reason for what they're doing, but it, I don't believe that it's politically motivated. Uh, that you know the costs for uh, for doing that are just too high, uh, politically, socially, and every administration, Republican or Democrat, whether they're. Uh, whether they're uh, uh, social interventionists or or uh, conservative uh, uh, financial people they, they they do want the state to operate efficiently and that means have budgets that that run smoothly uh, and so there's I, I don't think there's any uh, uh, political uh, agenda that's driving the consensus estimates that the administration comes out
1: with I would agree because. Uh, they went with the higher range of the estimate. So, for instance, we the, the Mass Taxpayers Foundation had estimated revenue growth of three point eight percent. They went with four point three percent, which was within the range of numbers presented at the consensus revenue hearing, but at the higher end. So, if your theory was correct, they would have went with the lower number. Right. But I guess what
0: I'm—that's a great point. But I guess what I was curious about. What's happened now in the last six months or so, seven months, it seems like that's giving you folks pause to be be on the more conservative side. Am I right about that? Uh,
1: Yes. Certainly the Mass Taxpayers Foundation believes that we may have to revise revenues downward. If September revenues, which are a big month for revenue collections, about 10% of annual tax revenues come in in September, if those numbers... Follow the current five-year trend and are less than projections. You know, I think that that may warrant a downward revision.
2: But our but our projections, all the people who uh, who are involved in these independent projections, uh, we're not projecting conservative estimates or or uh, or whatever the other side of the spectrum is. We're, we're projecting what we expect uh, to happen. And then it's up to the administration to say, well, if the errors on one side are more costly than the errors on another side, maybe we'll be a little bit more conservative in our, in our budgeting or not. You know, that's, that's up to the administration. But, uh, uh, but those are driven by, uh, by the facts and by the forecasts that they get.
0: But I guess what I'm hearing the two of you say is that you would probably have a normal way of forecasting. And. It's the experience of the last seven eight months might make you go, hmm. Maybe there's something a little bit we're missing here. And I guess I'm wondering if that injects some. Oh, we need to be really cautious uh, and, and not maybe not break away from the way you've done it in the past in some mm-hmm. fashion. Well,
1: I think anytime you know that um, that the revenue projections aren't what we at first thought, then it's worth revisiting. But we have an econometric model that's built and it uses you know, 70 measures and so forth, and we get um, national data, and then we tweak it for Massachusetts. And so, you know, uh, I'm pretty confident that the econometric model that we use is pretty comprehensive and um, is sound. I I think, again, it may not be the econometric model that is the issue. It could be that there is um, something more happening in the economy, at least the fact that it's a broader occurrence throughout several states would indicate that may be the case. And I think that we're at the point where we need to explore to find out what it is, but I don't think we can say definitively it's um, a flaw with the revenue projection models, you know, at this point. I think that's, we we need to look at that and figure it out. And I think a lot of people are trying to do that because it happened pretty quickly and was a fairly precipitous drop.
0: So I'm just curious though, is it You've talked about some of the potential causes, and I guess I was curious whether we have a a set of taxes that we've used for a long time here in Massachusetts and the federal government as well. But the economy is always constantly changing, and there are new types of um, payment systems to workers, all sorts of new things going on all the time. Is there something like that could be changed? Are we taxing perhaps what we're taxing, maybe shifting a little bit, and as a result, maybe we need to look at maybe gathering revenue a different way. I know that's sort of a, probably a dumb question, but I'm well, just curious. In
2: terms of our major source of, of state revenues, uh, wages and salaries, that, 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 that there's really no uh, change in that. that. That's been fairly steady. Um, but uh, there have been changes in other revenue sources, for example, uh, regular sales tax revenues, depend upon spending patterns of people and, and where they buy f- from. So the Internet has definitely affected uh, growth in that. Uh, and until Congress uh, changes the way uh, uh, states can can tax those, uh, those revenues are likely to grow more a bit more slowly than they would otherwise. Eileen? I'd...
1: Well, I guess what I would say is I think um, we have a sound mix of revenue types. And so the fact that revenue projections aren't coming in doesn't necessarily mean that that the way we tax is wrong. I think, again, it would be premature to to conclude that. Um, I think that Alan is correct in the fact that sales tax are down, and that could be a result of the fact that people are buying more and more over the internet or buying more services rather than durable goods. And and by and large, you know, we don't tax services. And so just understanding what's happening with respect to that is important, but it doesn't suggest necessarily that we need to come up with a whole different taxing scheme. We might need to tweak the existing
0: scheme. Right, right. I guess I was just sort of thinking of like uh, businesses like Airbnb, where people are, you know. Mm-hmm. going to someone's home and staying rather than staying at a motel, say. And right. the tax shifts. There there really is uh, there is no tax that they, I think, have to pay there where, where you would collect it in a hotel-motel tax. And I know that's a tiny sliver of the economy, yeah. but this whole, as you you mentioned, the Internet and purchasing things over the Internet, that does seem to be changing the way people spend their money. Um, which makes me ask you. You said there's been some evidence of that. Have you quantified that in any way? Uh,
2: yeah, there are, there are estimates that are pretty firm that, uh, that that economists do, state state and federal economists. So we have a, a pretty good estimate of what those impacts have been, and they've been on the order of uh, several hundred million dollars of lost sales tax revenue, I believe, annually.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess what I, my comment would be certainly as the economy changes and we're innovating at a rapid pace, uh, it is the job of policymakers to try to keep up with that, right, and to make sure that um, our tax code reflects a changing economy and, and is appropriate for it. So I, I think looking at different industries is appropriate, you know, but the problem is always that government moves at a slower pace, certainly... Than innovation. And and so there's a lag there for sure.
0: All right. Well, that's our uh, edition of the podcast this week. I'm Bruce Mole from Commonwealth Magazine. And with me today has been Eileen McEnany. Thank you for being here, Eileen. My pleasure. And Alan Clayton Matthews of Northeastern. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. And for all of you out there, come back next week and listen to us again, or you can catch up with us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Thanks very much.